We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 21st, 2010. And today we're going to be doing another current event, uh, an end time Bible study. The table of contents for today uh, are as reads. First one we're going to be talking about is Bill Gates outlines a plan at a recent conference to reduce world population through vaccines and genetically modified crops. And then the reality that cardinals and bishops at the highest levels of the Vatican are gay is being loudly proclaimed throughout the entire world. Next one is Catholic priest Gabriel Amaroth confirms disclosure by Malachi Martin that Satanists exist at the highest levels of the Vatican. Next article is Satanist, Masonic, Occultist in the Vatican in their plan. I know this is very lighthearted stuff we're talking about here. Anyway, next one is breaking news. The red heifer is ready to be sacrificed for the third temple. Next one is Another City Orders Home Bible Studies Closed, and then The World War on Baby Girls. Uh, next one is A Delusional Extraterrestrial Opinion that was on George Norrie recently. And then The Girl Scouts Distribute Planned Parenthood Sex Guide at the United Nations Conference. And we'll be talking about A Shameless Abortion Carnival, then A Recommended Orphanage in Uganda, and then... The last one is DNA in your body would reach to the sun and back 70 times. So those are that's kind of a table of contents for today. Uh, this first one is the one about Bill Gates at the, it's called TED 2010 conference regarding reducing world populations through vaccines and gene, genetically modified crops. And before we do that, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. My goal with these teachings are to equip you with knowledge so that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. Or, as the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Um, these are some of the motivations for, for why we want to talk about this type of, of, of um, information. There's a lot of ministries out there that, that um, focus on evangelism or preaching or things of this nature. And that's wonderful. Uh, but there's also, like this one, this is a niche that is apparent that the body of Christ needs as well. And it's just like the Bible says that you know, we're the body of Christ, and each one of us has a different function. And can the finger say to the eye, "Depart of me, I have no need of you." These types of things. Um, there's there's a there's a, a niche and a place for this type of ministry. And I've gotten emails from people in the past saying, "Just preach the gospel, and just do this, and just do that," as though they're speaking on God's behalf. In exactly what very thing that I should be doing, according to their opinion. And we do preach the gospel in regard to this ministry. I've done a um, whole teaching and series on salvation, on baptism, on the process of overcoming, bearing the cross of Christ, and these types of things. We also teach on these types of issues as well. And I'm just trying to have as much biblical balance regarding this, uh, the ministry that the Lord has given me and put me into. So... Um, the Bible says in Matthew twenty four twenty four that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. This is not something that we want to be um, in a position of being deceived during the end times. That was Matthew twenty four is regarding the end times, and Jesus Christ was the one that said that. So 
a lot of people are going to be deceived. And if you think about it, you ask yourself, well, is it possible for me for me to be deceived at any given time on any given issue? And, and the answer is obviously yes. Um, it's possible for us to be deceived. I learn new stuff I didn't know every day. Um, I sent out a prayer request last night that was a hoax prayer request. Now, what kind of sick individual, sick, deluded individual, will send out prayer requests about orphanages or whatever, ministries and, and churches being burned in India, and that's you, you got to be sick to do something like that, and that for that to be a hoax email. I can understand some other things, but it's just amazing to me how depraved uh, certain people must be in order to do things that they do, and how empty their lives must be in order to 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 do these types of things. But uh, there's no shortage of these types of people. Uh, I guess they just they don't understand that you reap what you sow. I mean, the, the world would say what comes around goes around. Well, it's really the same as saying you reap what you sow. We're supposed to do unto other people as we would have done unto ourselves. It's like the golden rule. And people go around and they do wickedness and they do evil and they think there'll be no repercussions on them. God sees everything, though. You can't get away with, with these types of things. First um, John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So we're not here to, to put the fear of man in you, because the fear of man bringeth a snare. Okay, But we do want to be made aware of these types of issues um, to prepare ourselves. The Bible says, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Um, the Bible says in Hebrews 13.6, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. See, the Lord has to be our helper through our everyday lives and through the times that are coming. Most likely there's dark days ahead. And that's according to the Bible. But that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember, if they were to come and if they were to kill you, well, death is just the door to heaven for a Christian. <laughs> doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And no matter what position that you might be put in, God is always capable of getting you through whatever he would set before you. Martyrdom, I don't care what it is. The Lord Jesus Christ, His grace is sufficient. Now, I know it's real easy for me to say that, and I haven't obviously been through that, but I do know from, from the Bible and from, you have books like the Fox's Book of Martyrs, that God is capable of giving you whatever you need to get through whatever is on the horizon. But you have to rely on Him. And it has to be through faith that that is accomplished. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you're low on faith, memorize the word of God, read it, and it will increase your faith. And many times God will put you in positions, situations, where your faith is tested. If you sufficiently pass that test, your faith will increase. Because when you get through something like that, where your faith is tested, you realize, well, God got me through that. What does it do? It increases your faith. Well, the Bible describes faith as the shield of faith in Ephesians 6, where it talks about you know, putting on the, the full armor of God. And then it says, it says, talking about, above all, taking up the shield of faith, where which ye will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 
So this is how we quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And it's, it says, above all, taking up the shield of faith. Now, there's other implements that are, are um, you know, very important in the full armor of God as well. Read Ephesians 6, and that's a very good um, primer on, you know, what we're dealing with here, where we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places and these types of things. And we're going to be talking about wickedness, um, and we do that on, on a week-to-week basis uh, because there's a lot of wickedness in the world. There's a lot of wickedness we need to be informed about. Like what we're going to be talking about next with the vaccines and the genetically modified crops. You can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. It is possible for someone. Now, I'm not saying God can't protect you. I'm not saying that. But the fact remains is if somebody gives you a poison glass of orange juice and you drink it, unless God neutralizes that poison, you're going to die. Weren't you just destroyed for lack of knowledge then? Well, that's the whole point of this ministry. So hopefully you're not destroyed, or not the only point, but part of the reason that this ministry exists, so that you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. And hey, I've been there and done it. I don't want to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, and I don't want you to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. This first article starts out by saying, Microsoft founder and one of the world's wealthiest men, Bill Gates, projects an image of a benign philanthropist using his billions via his tax-exempt Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to tackle diseases, solve food shortages in Africa, and to alleviate poverty. Well, this is supposedly what it's about. In a recent conference in California, Gates reveals a less public agenda of his philanthropy, that being population reduction, otherwise known as eugenics. Now, this is what Adolf Hitler and his minions were trying to accomplish in Nazi Germany. And, um, you know, it's well known, you just if you study that. Gates made his remarks to the invitation-only Long Beach, California, TED, 2010 conference in a speech entitled, quote, Innovating to Zero. And this was in reference to, um, along with the scientifically absurd proposition of reducing man-made CO2 emissions to zero by 2050. Approximately four and a half minutes into the talk, Gates declares, he says this. This is a quote. First, we've, first we got population. The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we lower that by perhaps 10 to 15 percent. End of quote. <laughs> I mean, I read this and I thought, no, I, you got to be kidding me. He's talking about population reduction. His idea is if we do a really great job on population reduction through, number one, number one, vaccines, healthcare, which is what we've got, this abomination, Obamacare, that they're trying to railroad through uh, legislation today, which is the worst piece of, of legislation I've ever seen in my life. This thing is so satanic. Even, I was watching C-SPAN the other night. Even congressmen on the, on the House floor, these are guys that, that are just citing what's going to happen in this bill. And it is so horrific that it defies the imagination. I don't even want to go down that rabbit trail because that, that's not, I don't have anything on that. I've been putting out several emails on that. If you want to get on my email list, just email me at dr 
J-O-H-N-S-O-N, Dr. Johnson, at the letter I, the letter X, dot netcom, dot com. And I'll, put, I'll add you on our free email list. Um, it's a, there's a health and there's a Christian-oriented. The health one, I don't send out a lot, but I would highly advise you get on both. Um, but you got to let me know which ones you want on, either health or Christian or both. Um, that's all I need. So anyway, um, the way that they're going to accomplish this is through vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services. And he's saying we lower, we lower this... Um, Evidently, we lower world population by 10 or 15% through those things. In plain English, one of the most powerful men in the world states clearly that he expects vaccines to be used to reduce population growth. Well, hold on. I thought all the propaganda and everything was that they're good for us and we have to have them for health. And and our own immune system is so stupid and dumb that it has to have a vaccine to help it along. Even though the vaccines are tainted with all these crazy things like mercury and, you know, green Reese's monkey kidneys, which is what they grow some of the vaccines off. They grow them off aborted babies. Oh, now you're just getting crazy. We'll just go into the physician's desk reference and look, look up MMR. Or the uh, varicel or the chickenpox vaccine. There's 13 different vaccines that I cite in my PowerPoint presentation up on YouTube on the avian flu. There's 13 I give you. Go look it up in the, the PDR. And it'll tell you they're growing off human diploid cells. These were aborted babies. You think that might be something cursed you're injecting into your body if, you're, if it's grown off an aborted baby and you're getting it injected into your body? How does that affect you spiritually? You think it might be bringing a curse on you? Well, I sure know one thing. I don't want to take that chance. They've got aluminum, mercury. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of all these toxic substances they're putting into the vaccines. And he's flat out admitting that if they do a good job on the vaccines, they can, you know, and the other things they mentioned, they can lower population. If it was something that was promoting life, as vaccines are touted to, wouldn't it increase population growth? Well, he's just, you know, this was invitational. He was being candid. And uh, I don't know if he let this slip, but the fact remains is that this is exactly what I've been stating in all these studies that I've done in that avian flu presentation that I did um, back in 2006. Several teachings I've done on on, um, audio. Uh, You know, and you can go, you, you can access those most of the recent ones I've done were on the swine flu. And if you go up to contendingfortruth.com and you go up into the left, you'll see teachings audio. Click on that and then you go to the archived teachings. You'll see about 380 teachings in that. And we're going to get them properly archived eventually. But it's a lot of work. And with my mom's recent passing and trying to get all her affairs um, wrapped up and everything and all the material possessions I have to deal with now of hers uh, you know it's really kind of set me back as far as my the uh, time I have to devote to that but they are all up there they can be found and if you go up to YouTube and you're looking for any particular subject just go up to YouTube Keen Scott Johnson and whatever the title of the if it's Hebrew Roots just Keen Hebrew if it's uh, Vaccinations just Keen Scott Johnson Vaccinations you'll find it on YouTube so Anyway, uh, let's go further. When Bill Gates speaks about vaccines, he speaks with authority. In January 2010, at the elite Davos World Economic Forum, Gates announced his foundation would give $10 billion, 
over the next decade to develop and deliver new vaccines to children in the developing world. So who are they targeting? They're targeting, they're trying to kill primarily the children. Well, if you were going to target a race to try to reduce population, you would want to target the children. Because another uh, huge aspect of these vaccines is, is they will, uh, most of the time, create in- infertility. So if you can, bear, at bare minimum, make a, children, a child infertile, well, then they can't reproduce anymore. And hopefully, in their eyes, hopefully, it'll just kill them, or they'll, or they'll have a much reduced lifespan by taking the vaccines, and not only one vaccine, but several vaccines. And the more they get, the more likely, the, the quicker they're going to die. Uh, so, this is their goal. And he's flat out stated it. He's not trying to hide it at this point at all. Okay, so continuing, I, I posted, I will have this PDF available up on contendingfortruth.com. It will be, you'll see a little PDF, like an Adobe PDF thing, uh, where you play the audio, there will be a little box there near that, and you can click on that and see the whole PDF. Uh, I realize that right now the site's not as streamlined as it was on Sermon Audio, and that's because we don't have the teachings properly archived yet. But, Lord willing, that will get done. Anyway, I did post in this PDF the link to one of the more current, uh, it's entitled Avion Flu Population Control H5N1 Biological Warfare. It's five parts. It's more than one of the more updated ones on the Avion Flu, but this information in it applies to this subject. Um, so, you can click on that if you like, and that's up on, um, on YouTube. The primary focus of his multi-billion dollar Gates Foundation is vaccinations, especially in Africa and other underdeveloped countries. Now also, something else I should mention that I've also touched on in times past, not only do we have all the toxic stuff that they're putting in vaccinations, but I also, in more of the recent ones on the avian flu, have extensively talked about how the fact that they can implant you with microchips through the vaccinations, without your knowledge. Now, some of them are actually inserted at the end of the needle in quality control. That can be done that way. Some of them are so small that Hitachi has actually come out with what they call microchip dust, essentially. And it's within the vaccine, and you don't even know it's there. Okay, so this is another huge factor to think about when somebody's actually performing surgery on you, which is actually what vaccinations are considered. Why? Because they're puncturing your skin. Vaccinations are actually considered technically surgery. You're actually letting them insert things into you or inject things into your body. And most of the time, people have very, very limited knowledge, if any knowledge, of what is truly being injected into them. Also, we've talked about how one of the main things that Satan is literally trying to do in these end times, just as he was in the days of Noah, is to corrupt our DNA. DNA is a theme you'll keep seeing recurring over and over. I talked about it last week. You know, it's good. We're, we're going to talk about it again this week. The DNA is what makes us us, okay? And literally, if Satan can come in and corrupt us, one of the goals of the New Age movement and of what they call the transhumanism movement is to make us post-human. That's the word, their word, not mine. Post meaning we're not human anymore. We've, we've evolved to another state. We shall be, as the serpent said to Eve in the Garden of Eden, ye shall be as gods. 
we're, we're evolving from this age of Pisces that was supposedly dominated by Jesus into the age of Aquarius that will be dominated by Maitreya. And in order to make this evolutionary leap in consciousness, we need to become post-human. And that can be accomplished a number of different ways. It can be accomplished by becoming more and more and more demon infested. Now, I'm talking from a straight-up point of view. They're not going to tell you that. It can be accomplished also through microchip implants and things that they can do, neural implants in the brain and these types of things, where we're part machine, part human. It can be accomplished through uh, the vaccinations, where they're injecting tainted DNA. I mean, when when you culture something off a diseased green Reese's monkey kidney, if you culture a vaccination off that, or whatever other despicable medium you might be using to make that vaccine, and you inject it in, you're injecting foreign DNA straight into the bloodstream. It's not like you're eating it, where your body can digest it, and process it, and break it down. You're getting it right into the bloodstream. I don't know what that's doing to you on a, on a spiritual level, but you know what? I don't want to find out. It can't be good. So, there's a number of different ways they can try to accomplish this. Satan is trying to accomplish these things from so many different angles. The chemtrails. It's been proven that there's they have found um, uh, red blood cells and all other types of manner of things in the chemtrails as well. This is why it's important to uh, detoxify in these types of things. Particularly, you want to always keep your liver and your colon clean through various you know, methods and modes of detoxification. I like, there's one that, that I've used, it's called SP Cleanse by Standard Process. It's kind of like one-stop shopping for detoxification. It pretty much hits everything. It doesn't really hit the colon a lot, but it hits about every other system of the body. Uh, that's a very good one. A good colon cleanse is called Super 2. Um, S-U-P-E-R, and then just 2. And that's by Harmony Formulas, I believe. Super 2 is by Standard Process. That's a professional line. It's a little harder to get, but that's the one that I've, I have used. Um, and you can do your own research. It's, it's not like you have to use exactly what I'm telling you, but if your body and your liver and your bloodstream and your soft tissues are more cleaned out, it's that much less toxic burden, and you're going to think clear, you're going to perform better. There's a lot of good downstream things. They're trying, likewise, what Satan is trying to do is to pollute our bodies as much as we possibly can. He realizes that we're body, soul, and spirit. But we're only as strong as the weakest link in our chain. So if our body is totally malfunctioning, it would be like if you put 50, 49 octane fuel in your car and tried to drive it. Well, you think the car's going to run right? Well, it may be able to run, but it's not going to run very well. But yet, we don't look at our bodies that way. We're being bombarded with chemicals from every angle, whether it's outgassing from the paint on the walls or the carpets, or whether when we get in our car, the, all the plastics that outgas, all the contaminants in the water, the the, um, the plastics that people drink in the plastic water bottles, how that leaches a lot of really nasty stuff that affects our hormonal levels and cancer-causing things in there. The foods are tainted, the water's tainted. you got to go out of your way to try to be healthy. And I wish I could make it simpler, but the thing is, is this literally is a satanic thing. And he is literally trying to kill us every single way he can do it. Or at bare minimum, devastate us so that we can't accomplish anything for God. That's the reality of what we're facing. And, you know, don't let it get you discouraged. Just do what you can do. Pray about it. You know, see what how the Lord leads you. You know, in this... In this um, in the battle that we're in. So let's go further now. 
The primary, uh, we already read that, okay. So the primary focus of the Gates Foundation is the vaccinations in underdeveloped countries. Really, what they like to do is the underdeveloped countries, they can experiment much easier because those people have nothing. They're on poverty level. They're easy to control. They'll take whatever you give them, and they'll think you're trying to help them. Well, it's a good place because they want to they exterminate all the minority races anyway. The blacks and the Indians and, and anybody that's not um, literally a Caucasian white race, or some would say, you know, it's a Zionist conspiracy, okay? I think they're part of it. But I'm not saying that that's the only part of it, okay? But the fact remains is they do want to exterminate races like the blacks. Africa is a, is a great place for them to go and to try to implement this. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a founding member of the GAVI Alliance, Global Alliance for Vaccinations and Immunization, in partnership with the World Bank. <laughs> so you've got the one of the most corrupt institutions on the planet, the World Bank, and the absolute quintessential essence of unjust scales and balances, which the Bible says in Proverbs and in Psalms that God abhors and hates. The banking system, the fra- fractional banking reserve system, particularly in America, God abhors it. It's unjust scales and balances. Well, that's who they're teamed up with. And the World Health Organization, another one of the most wicked factions of the uh, of world government, also which is linked up with the United Nations. These are going to be these are going to be the big players in the coming one world government, political system, religious system. These are going to be the ones that are are pushing us toward that. The goal of the GAVI is to vaccinate every newborn child in the developing world. They want to kill them as quick as they can kill them, or at least decimate them physically. That's their goal. Now, to some, this may sound like a noble philanthropic work. Philanthropic, sorry. The problem is that the vaccine industry has been repeatedly caught dumping dangerous, dangerous meaning unsafe because they're untested and proven harmful, vaccines, they're all dangerous, though. And they're all literally Untested. I mean, their their tests and their and the way that they test things are totally biased. They've been proven that they've dumped these vaccines onto the un- unwitting third world populations when they cannot get rid of the vaccines in the West. Some organizations have suggested that the true aim of the vaccinations is to make people sicker and even more susceptible to disease and premature death. In the aftermath of the most recent unnecessary pandemic declaration of the global H1N1 swine flu emergency. Industrial companies, countries were left sitting on hundreds of millions of doses of untested vaccines. They decided to get rid of the embarrassing leftover drugs by handing them over to the WHO, the World Health Organization, which in turn plans to dump them for free on select poor countries. See, they weren't able to pull off the swine flu uh, debacle. They weren't able to pull that off. And some people... I've never really had this, but if it ever came up where people say, see, what you said didn't come to pass. And my answer to them would be, thank God it didn't, because praying Christians were informed, I believe that's what moved God's hand, so that this didn't come to pass. That's why I did that 14-city tour back in 06, to educate people about this subject. It's just the same subject with a different veneer. Whether you call it avian flu, H1N1, swine flu, whatever, There'll probably be something new the next flu season. When there's praying Christians on their knees crying out to God about a given issue because they were educated, because they know to pray about it, I believe that can move God's hand 
and prevent these things. Do I believe it's just a matter of time before they're actually able to pull something like this off? Most likely. We're, we're moving into the end times. But I still believe God can pr- protect his elect. He, he always does. He always preserves a remnant in the Bible every single time. So, it's no reason to lose faith. So, they decided to get rid of the embarrassing leftover drugs by handing them over to the WHO, which in turn plans to dump them for free on select poor countries. France has given 91 million of the 94 million doses the Sarkozy government brought from the pharma giants. 91 million of the 94? That means they only got rid of 3 million doses. They had 91 million left over. Boy, they, they really felt, they felt flat on the face on that one. Britain gave 55 million of its 60 million doses. They only got rid of 5 million. The story for Germany and Norway is similar. Now, that 5 million, it's, it's not good that they, that they injected into those people. But, you know, praise the Lord. This was a gigantic bust for them. I thank God for that. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he, I believe, intervened in this situation that they intended to literally wipe out a large section of the population and most likely impose uh, martial law and a global, uter- uh, global government. I think that was the goal. And we did enough teachings to hopefully prove that. As Dr. Thomas Jefferson, an epidemiologist in the Cochrane Research Center in Rome, noted, quote, why do they give the vaccines to developing countries at all? The pandemic has been called off in most parts of the world. The greatest threat in poor countries right now is heart and circulatory diseases. Well, I think that would depend where you go. Okay, and I don't see how you can make that as a sweeping statement. But then he goes on to say, while the virus figures at the bottom of the list, what is the medical reason for donating 180 million doses? That was the end of the quote. As well, flu is a minor problem in countries with abundant sunshine. And it turned out that the feared H1N1 pandemic, the supposed great new plague, was the mildest flu on record. Yet they had all this pandemonium they were trying to muster and create. The pharmaceutical vaccine makers do not speak about the enormous health damage from infant vaccination, including autism and numerous neuromuscular deformities that have been traced back to the toxic adjuvants and preservatives used in most vaccines. No, they they just want to ignore that. Many vaccines, especially multi-dose vaccines that are more cheaply for sale in third world countries, contain thimerosal, a compound containing 50% 50% mercury used as a preservative. Now, mercury is so toxic, there is no minimum dose that they've ever been able to establish that's okay to have in our body. I saw a, um, in the mercury fillings in your teeth, if you've got mercury fillings, they're just leaching out every single day, mercury, 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 into your system. They have taken out those mercury fillings in some people and have not been able to detect mercury in them after so many years. What does that mean? That means it leached out into your bloodstream literally into the most highly absorbable part of your body, which is the buccal mucosa, the sublingual mucosa in the mouth. Highly absorbs mercury right in, and guess where it's absorbing? Right into your head. It loves the brain tissue, just like aluminum. I saw a video from a a mercury-free dentist site, because there are dentists out there that are honest about this, and they actually put in what they call composite fillings. Uh, which I think are great, but 
make sure if you're going to get composite fillings, you go to a qualified dentist who's done this and knows about it. It's so unbelievable because in order to do the actual removal of the mercury fillings, all kind of um, health precautions have to be taken by both the dentist doing the surgery and for your sake as well. All types of things have to be used so that no mercury leaks out or a minimal amount actually would leak out during the procedure. Or, or you would be exposed to, I should say. And um, if you go up on the internet, I know they've got the mercury-free dentistry sites where they've got whole organizations of dentists that actually have networks of this nature. Okay, I just did a quick keyword search. I know I'm kind of getting off the beaten path here. I just did a quick keyword search for this, just so if you want to know. And the, the organization I'm talking about is International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, IAOMT.org, www.IAOMT.org. I am AOT. OMT is a network of dental and medical research professionals who seek to raise the standards of scientific biocompatibility in the dental practice with information from the latest interdisciplinary research. And I'm on their homepage, and it still has the video up. Um, it's called Smoking Teeth Equals Poison Gas. Odorless, colorless, and tasteless, but it casts a shadow in a black light. This dramatic video of mercury vapor outgassing from an amalgam dental filling has outraged the world since it was first demonstrated at an IAM, IAMO meeting in 1995. Watch the trailers and buy the DVDs. You can go up there, you can click on on this this video library and um, I think this they also have the video that it shows mercury, uh, what it does to what they call the dendrites of the brain when you're, these are like the cells, part of the cell structure of the brain. What happens to these dendrites when they're exposed to mercury and they literally die and, and you can actually watch a video of these dendrites dying. So, you know, there are people out there that are that are trying to um, toxicteeth.org. Uh, that's another one. Mercuryfreedentistry.com. There's another one. Um, so these are these are some. If if you just look up mercury-free dentistry on the internet, it's very important. You just got to make sure the dentist you get this done at, and it's not cheap. I'll be honest, it's not cheap. It's more expensive to get composite fillings than it is the others. But a lot of people that get this procedure done find that this health problem, this health problem, and this health problem they're having is all of a sudden it starts to go away. The body can repair to a certain extent. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. It's just one of the various ways they're trying to uh, kill us. And this thimerosal, which is a compound containing 50% mercury, is used as a preservative in many of these different vaccinations. So even though you may have no fillings in your teeth, uh, mercury fillings, you can still get mercury from the vaccines, and it's injected straight into the bloodstream. Let's go further. Uh, in July of 1999, the U.S. Vaccine Information Center declared in a press release that, quote, the cumulative effects of ingesting mercury can cause brain damage. That was a quote. Brain damage. Remember what I just said, what it does to the brain cells? The dendrites. The same month, the Academy, American Academy of Pediatrics and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention alerted the public about the possible health effects associated with the thimerosal-containing vaccines. 
They strongly recommended that thimerosal be removed from vaccines as soon as possible. Okay, so going further, it says, they strongly recommended that thimerosal be removed from vaccines as soon as possible. This is the Centers for Disease Control, American Academy of Pediatrics. And, and yet, has it ever been done now? Under the directive of the FDA Modernization Act of 1997, the Food and Drug Administration also determined that infants who receive several thimerosal-containing vaccines may be receiving mercury exposure over and above the recommended federal guidelines. It's way over, way over the, the um, recommended federal guidelines. It should be zero if they were really being truthful. Gates, Bill Gates' interest in inducing population reduction among black and other minority populations is not new, unfortunately. As I document in my book, Seeds of Destruction, now this is the, the person writing this, and I'll give you that information at the end. This is a highly referenced um, article that we're reading from. All the references are literally at the bottom of this, and you can access those in the PDF. Um, anyway, as I document in my book, Seeds of Destruction, since the 1920s, the Rockefeller Foundation has funded the eugenics research in Germany. The Rockefellers, okay, who are tied in closely with the Illuminati or tied in closely with the Rothschilds, okay, they've funded the eugenics research in Germany through Kaiser Wilhelm Institutes in Berlin and Munich, including well into the Third Reich. So the Rockefellers are, are as much a part of the, the Nazi regime and all the Holocaust. You know, they as, as anyone, pretty much. They praised the forced sterilization of people by Hitler in Germany. Forced sterilization. And the Nazi ideas of, quote, race purity. Uh, they had these things, Lebensborn. They had the, the little baby factories where they took women of... They had to prove their Germanic descent to, like, so many hundreds of years back. And they would actually use these women, they would take them out and they would use them like brood mothers. They would, they would breed them to the select Aryan, German male stock that had also passed all of the tests and could prove their lineage. They also had to, had to pass physical tests, uh, like inspections, and they had to be of a certain height, and they had to be, you know, look a certain way, blonde hair, blue eyes, they couldn't have, I don't think they could have blemishes or anything like that. It was it was like very, very strict, at least for the SS. Now, I'm not saying just to get in the German army, but the ones they would actually use to breed. And what they were trying to do is create this Aryan fifth root race, is what they would refer to it as, is the perfect Aryan. And then they would eventually be able to, to I guess in a way, evolve back to what they were at the beginning, which were godmen. That's what they were trying to create, this godmen race, like they had in Atlantis. This was their goal. I, I know it sounds crazy, but this was the, this is why the Holocaust happened. They viewed Jews as subhuman. They viewed blacks as subhuman. On the evolutionary scale, they viewed them much, much closer to the apes. So they had to be killed. This was the justification. This is more fruit of good old Charles Darwin. This is how they justified. Well, they justified it through that and a lot of other things. You know, Madam H. P. H. P. Blavatsky. She had a lot to do with it as well. She, Hitler followed her teachings. He was in all kind of occult societies, and he, you know, they were they were all about what Satan's agenda was: to kill, to steal, and to, to destroy. You know, if they ever did get to that point, they would find out in the end they'd have to go too, because <laughs> we're created in God's image, and Satan's not going to, you know, he hates all of us. So they're just, you know, they were they were 
just totally deluded in what they were trying to accomplish. But Rockefeller, um, it was John D. Rockefeller III, a lifelong advocate of eugenics, who used his, quote, tax-free foundation money to initiate the population reduction, neo-Malthusian movement, through his private population council in New York beginning in the 1950s. The idea of using vaccines to covertly reduce births in third world is also not new. Bill Gates' good friend David Rockefeller and his Rockefeller Foundation were involved as early as 1972 in a major project together with the World Health Organization and others to perfect another, quote, new vaccine. The results of the WHO Rockefeller Project were put into mass application on human guinea pigs in the early 1990s. Listen to this. The WHO oversaw massive vaccination campaigns against tetanus in Nicaragua, Mexico, and Philippines. Um, Comité Pro Vida de Mexico, I probably butchered that, I'm sorry, a Roman Catholic lay organization, became suspicious of the motives behind the WHO program and decided to test numerous vials of the vaccine and founded them, found them to contain human chorionic gonadotrophin, otherwise known as HCG. It was a curious component for a vaccine designed to protect people against lockjaw arising from the infection from a rusty nail wound or other combat of certain bacteria found in the soil. That's what tetanus is. The tetanus disease was indeed also very rare. Tetanus is very rare. Extremely rare. When was tetanus more common? Tetanus was more common like back a hundred years ago when they had uh, literally buildings and walkways where they had wood and they had nails and the nails became rusty and then everybody rode horses and these types of things or a lot of people did and the horse dung was in the streets you get it on your boots you get it on your shoes your shoes hit the rusty nail somebody if somebody's walking barefoot and they hit that rusty nail with that dung on it or it's rusty you can get tetanus do you think that happens a lot today though doubtful Maybe more in third world countries, but rarely ever in America. And yet it's this big deal, oh, he's going to get tetanus or whatever. It's ridiculous. It's just one more ploy to get you to take another vaccine. It was also curious because HCG was a natural hormone needed to maintain pregnancy. However, when combined with a tetanus toxoid carrier, it stimulated the formation of antibodies against the HCG, rendering a woman incapable of maintaining a pregnancy depopulation. They abort the baby. It's just a very subtle and overt, covert way of doing it. This is a form of concealed abortion. Do you know how much blood that somebody like Bill Gates is going to have on his hands when he stands before God? Can you imagine? He's putting $10 billion into this? He is of his father, the devil, and of his works he will do. I can't even imagine. It doesn't mean I think that I'm Mr. Perfect or whatever, but I mean, this is a guy that is totally bent on death, hell, and destruction and killing as many people as he can because his father Satan wants it that way. Similar reports of vaccines laced with HCG hormones came from the Philippines and Nicaragua. Jesus said in John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. See, their agenda is stealing, killing, destroying. Jesus is the opposite. Through him, through his shed blood, through the finished work on the cross, you can be saved. You can have eternal life. 
but theirs is absolutely the opposite. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with David Rockefeller's Rockefeller Foundation, the creators of the GMO, which means Genetically Modified Organism, Biotechnology, are also financing a project called the Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa, headed by former UN Chief Kofi Annan. Accepting the role as AGRA head in June of 2007, Annan who was also, like I said, the head of the UN at one time, expressed his gratitude to the Rockefeller Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and all others who support our African campaign. The AGRA board is dominated by people from both Gates and Rockefeller's foundation. This is just pure, absolute, satanic wickedness. The people at the very top of government, of the UN, of these types of organizations, are literally Luciferians. Most likely generational Luciferians. And they believe that we are all inferior and that we have no right to exist. What they're trying to do is just figure out as many ways as they possibly can to kill us. That's their goal. Because we're undesirables. They've got to reduce world population. I've heard estimates anywhere from 50 to 95%. But the Georgia Guidestones say it's 500 million. 500 million would be over a 90% reduction right now. If we were to try to get down to 500 million. But again, it's never going to be enough for Satan. Okay, If he got it to 500 million, he's going to get it to 250 million because he wants to kill us all, you know, including the people that are, that are uh, behind all this. So let's go further. Uh, <clears throat> Monsanto, which is one of the most corrupt, destructive, evil, satanic companies on the planet, and they're the ones that give you NutraSweet, just so you know, or Sparatane, which is nothing more than a neurotoxin and a poison, it's converted to formic acid, which is instinct poison, and formaldehyde, which is what they embalm people with in your body, and wood alcohol, which is highly toxic to the liver. It's converted to those byproducts in the body. It's proven fact. It's so toxic that in order to work with it in a factory, you have to have like this level 3 bio suit. And the only reason it ever passes is because they bought the judges off, and they bought the juries off. It's well documented. Rumsfeld had everything to do with that. But anyway, Monsanto, DuPont, ah, DuPont, one of the 13 families of the Illuminati, the ones that gave us, I believe they had a lot to do with like gunpowder and these types of things. They had to do a lot with the implements of war and chemicals, particularly when World War I and World War II. They had a lot to do with the killing that actually took place. They profited off that. That's what war is about, profiting. Wars are created. World War I, World War II, they were created. They were predicted by the occultists. They were predicted by Albert Pike. Said there's going to be three world wars. We're just waiting on the next one. And that could be Iran and Israel, and hopefully, you know, hopefully the Lord will stay that a little bit longer. But most likely, that's probably the scenario that's going to go down. And they're going to choose up sides. I hope we're not against Israel. That's all I can say. And there's a lot of people that I get email me saying, oh, Israel, there are a bunch of Zionist people. Listen, I understand there's wickedness in high levels of Israel, the Israeli government. But you need to read Romans 11 and see and understand that they're still beloved for the Father's sake and that we're just not supposed to boast against the natural branches because we're wild olive branches grafted in. Yeah, just Romans 11... You know, first verse, I say that hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. 
I mean, that's what the Bible says. We're not supposed to like go around and, 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 and act like all of Israel is this way. They're going to get their eyes open. There's going to come a day when they're going to have their eyes open, they're going to look upon whom they've pierced, and they're going to mourn for him as one that mourns for their only begotten son, according to Zechariah. It's going to come. Blindness in part has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. And that's where it says that, um, verse 25, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. That's what I see a lot of. A lot of people wise in their own conceits about this type of issue. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. In other words, currently they are enemies for your sake. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. Okay, so I understand, yes, there's a Zionist conspiracy. I understand, yes, there's a Vatican conspiracy as well. I understand there's a 13 families of the Illuminati conspiracy. But where, where do all the conspiracies boil back to? Satan and his fallen angels. They're the ones that are behind all this. They each play a part. I don't think it's any one thing. There may be one that has dominant or preeminence over another. Okay, let's say the Vatican's at the top, or whatever, or the Zionists are at the top, or the Illuminati, or the Rothschilds. Whatever. They're all satanic. They're all part of the satanic plot to, to destroy us. So I don't get too wrapped up in just zeroing in and saying it's all the Vatican, or it's all the Zionists, or it's all the UN, or it's all Maitreya, or this or that. It's one big, messed up, perverted family of people that are about their father's work, the devil. I pray those that can be saved would be saved within that. Okay, but it, it, it's really, um, it's a group effort. It's a group effort. So let's go further. Monsanto, DuPont, Dow, Syngenta, and other major GMO agribusiness giants are reported at the heart of the AGRA, using it as a backdoor to spread their patented GMO seeds across Africa under the deceptive label of biotechnology, a euphemism for genetically engineered patented seeds. Everything that God put on his green earth that was pure, they've got to go and they've got to try to modify, pervert, distort, and twist. Whether it's altering our DNA as humans over, over the various methods I've just mentioned, whether it's destroying and altering the food supply with genetically modified organisms, what, what are they doing? They're messing with the DNA of the plant, essentially. They're messing with, with what makes the plant the plant. They're changing it, in other words, into something that God never intended. I mean, they've got these Roundup-ready plants where you can literally spray the Roundup from Monsanto. Now, I used to use Roundup. I was in a lawn care service with my grandparents growing up every summer. I did that all summer in the subtropics of Southwest Florida. Let me tell you, that is not an easy job in lawn care service in Southwest Florida. And I remember I would have the, the Roundup, Grandpa would give it to me, and I'd mix it up, and, and I'd spray it. And at the time, I mean, it would kill anything it touched. I mean, there was nothing better that we had than Roundup. And that was, you know, Monsanto. 
Well, now they've got the crops where they're Roundup ready, where you can literally spray the Roundup. And you don't have to worry about hitting the plant with the Roundup. Because they're impervious, they've, they've genetically modified the plants where they're impervious to the Roundup, but it'll kill the weeds around it. <laughs> That's how messed up things are. That's how incredibly bad things have become. I mean, and this is what they're, this is what they're doing. They're playing God. Satan's trying to corrupt anything that God put here that's good. That's why it is very wise to get yourself some good heirloom, non-GMO seeds. And if you have a way to plant your own food and have a garden, if you have the time, it's a great thing to do. It's a wonderful thing to do. If not, bare minimum, have the seeds. Go to Ark Institute. Um, .org, I believe. Uh, I was just up there. I'll just look this up real quick for you. Ark Institute um, is one of the places that you can buy the seeds, the non-GMO seeds. Um, that's one place you can go. And then Alex Jones has another one up on his website. That looks like a really good one as well. Uh, so there are a couple different options for you. I mean, if you get the Ark Institute's full one, I think it's like 129 Or if you just get the seeds, it's like 99 And then the other one's a little more expensive, but... You can decide. You can go up there. Either one, I think it's good. They're non-GMO. And not only that, like, he has made announcements where he said, in the future, non-GMO seeds may be one of the most valuable things you could have in your possession from a bartering standpoint. Because if the dollar collapses and, and if, you know, God's people retreat or wherever they end up going, that we may be going back to kind of a bartering type of system. And it's good to think about these things. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. These are just taking preparations for your family in the future. So, something to think about. Um, but you pray about it. I'm not just, don't act on anything I'm telling you. Check it out in the Word of God and pray about it. Fast about it if you need to. And, and do what the Lord tells you to do. I'm just trying to, you know, help you. So, let's go further. Uh, <clears throat> The person from the Gates Foundation responsible for the work with AGRA is Dr. Robert Horsch, a 25-year-old Monsanto GMO veteran who was on the team that developed Monsanto's Roundup-ready GMO technology. So we got the Roundup-ready plants. They're genetically modified. You can spray it with Roundup, but don't kill them. So that's good, too, because then you get all the pesticides on the plant. You get way more because they can just spray them right on the plant. See why I'm telling people try whenever you can to eat organic? Because this other stuff, they've sprayed pesticides on it. And, you know, even if you soak it, I mean, one of the ways to, to get the pesticides off the plant, if it's something like with a non-pore surface, like apples, or something that has like a skin to it, generally if you take a little bit of, of um, I like to use as natural of a soap as I can get, the soap is a surfactant. The surfactant helps break down the, the um, bond of the pesticides to the plant. Okay, if you got it, if you've got to eat it, do it that way prior to ever eating it. You got to do that bare minimum. Okay, a little bit of soap, a little bit of vinegar. Also, if you have an ozonation machine, and you can get them not at very high prices. I believe I got one recently for 120, 130 dollars. You can treat water with that thing. The ozone will kill all the germs and bacteria in the water. It's a great way to purify water. Also, you can let that thing bubble through your vegetables or whatever prior to preparation. 
Now, if it's GMO, though, I don't care what you do to it. It's still going to be this tainted vegetable or fruit that you're putting in your body. Uh, organic, you know, generally are not GMO. Organic is, is one of the only ways I know you can really safeguard yourself against that is to buy organic. And I understand it's more expensive. I understand that. Um, so pray about it. If, if you don't have the money to do it, ask the Lord to send the money. Say, Lord, I've been shown this. I need some more funds. I mean, if, if, if he knows you're trying to avoid evil is all I'm saying. I'm not saying that God always gives us exactly what we want. But it is something that you could go to the Lord and pray about. The Bible says, come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. And you can boldly go before the throne of grace to make your supplications known. So, let's go further. To date, South Africa is the only African country permitting legal planning of GMO crops. 2003, Burkina Faso authorized GMO trials. 2005, Kofi Annan's Ghana drafted biosafety legislation and key officials expressed their intentions to pursue research into the GMO crops. AGRA is being used to create networks of agro-dealers across Africa, at first with no mention of the GMO seeds or herbicides, in order to have the infrastructure in place to massively introduce GMO seeds. They usually start this stuff in Africa. It's what usually happens. And, you know, it's one reason to also pray for them, because, I mean, my word, they're getting, they're really getting bombarded with this stuff down there. GMO crops have never been proven safe for human or animal consumption. Moreover, they're inherently genetically unstable. Now, this is the person that wrote the book on exposing the GMO. This is what we're quoting from this person, okay? Uh, who is, let me just give you that uh, name, William Ingledahl, and it's E-N-G-D-A-H-L. Uh, he's got a website that I give you in this um, in the document that you'll be able to access. Uh, let's go further here. So going further, it says, well, I'll just read the last sentence. GMO crops have never been proven safe for human or animal consumption. Moreover, they are inherently genetically unstable as they are an, a natural product of introducing a foreign bacteria such as Bacillus thuringiensis or other material into the DNA. Remember what I said about the DNA? Into the DNA of a given seed. It's always about corrupting the DNA. What did Satan try to do in Noah's day through the fallen angels that fell? Sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise all that they chose, and in those days were giants. He corrupted the seed of mankind so bad that God had to come along with a worldwide flood and kill every single person and animal on the planet. Because they had corrupted the animals, according to the book of Enoch. They corrupted everything. And what would explain it? I mean, why would God, if they hadn't corrupted the animals, why would God send a worldwide flood to kill all the innocent animals? I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't do that. I'm just saying that it does make sense. That the animals were corrupted. The birds, everything was corrupted. He had to kill everybody save eight people and all the animals on the ark. Because things had got so bad. Why? Because their DNA had been corrupted. The seed had been corrupted. That's why he had to do it. It's also the very reason that when the Israelites went into the promised land and there were giants in the earth in those days as well, and the Bible says in Genesis 6 that they, the giants were in the earth in those days and also after that. It's like Satan had prepositioned all these giant races in the promised land. They had to kill every single man, woman, even 
everything, many times even the animals, in those cities. Well, was God just doing that to be mean? No, he was doing exactly what he had to do with the flood. He had to kill everything in the city. And in some cities, you couldn't even take anything out because everything was so cursed, everything was so defiled by this. Doesn't this make sense, though? When you look at this, and then you look at, as Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the biggest thing that happened in Noah's day? Well, I would say the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. God had to destroy the whole world as a result of it, save eight people and the, the animals in the ark. Well, he said it was going to be that way in this day. They're just doing it in some ways much more subtly, because a lot obviously this information is not well known. It's out there, but it's just not well known. This is what the Bible said was going to happen. This, to me, makes the Bible come alive. It doesn't do anything to decrease my faith. It increases it. It's confirming what the Bible already said. Which is what I hope it does for you, too. Uh, that's what I mean. I don't get down about this type of stuff. It's good It's good to educate people with it. It's good because it confirms the Bible. It's, you know, from that standpoint. It's not a good thing, but it's good by the education that we can get and how we can help others as well to wake up. Let's go further. Perhaps equally dangerous are the paired chemical herbicides sold as a mandatory, mandatory part of the GMO contract, such as Monsanto's Roundup, the most widely used herbicide in the world. Remember what I just talked about? It contains highly toxic glycophosphate compounds that have been in, independently tested and proven to exist in toxic concentrations in GMO applications. Far above the safe level for humans or animals. I was just talking about Roundup. I used that stuff, like I said, back in the, where is this, late 70s. In early 80s, when I was in that lawn service with my grandparents. But it's gotten worse. Tests show that tiny amounts of glycophosphate compounds would do damage to human umbilical, embryonic, and placental cells in pregnant women drinking the groundwater near a GMO field. All I gotta do is drink the groundwater near a GMO field. See, it, uh, this, the pesticides get washed down into the wells. If you have a well, that's great, particularly in the end times if you have one that actually has some kind of hand crank. Unless you have a way, a, an electrical source like solar or wind where you can get that water out of the ground. Because if the grids go down, if the electrical grids go down, you want to have a way of powering up things. That's another thing to think about. And obviously solar or wind would be something where you wouldn't have to continually replenish it like gasoline in a generator. So, but also beyond that, it's good to have some way of purifying the water. And, um, you know, there's various ways that, that that can be done. Ozonization, like I had just said, is a good way. Um, various filtration systems, carbon systems with reverse osmosis. Uh, that Echo Blue that Alex Jones promotes, uh, I did get one, and I finally figured out how to prevent that thing how to actually make it work right. They don't emphasize it enough. But if you get one of the Echo Blues, let me just tell you what you got to do. You have got to change those rocks or, or wash out the rocks in the upper, the first filter that the water goes through is this zeolite rock and some other type of rock. You've got to wash those every week. And you've got to dump the water out in the basin that it goes into every week. And you need to change and clean out that reverse osmosis filter and the filter before it, 
every two weeks. If you do that, it'll probably run great. But it took me a long time to figure that out because it's not emphasized in the literature. But that's a way you can make water out of thin air. And it's got ways, I mean, it's even got, you know, things where it gets the, the uh, stuff out of the air as well. That's about the safest way I know to go, one of those, because you're literally getting it out of the air. Now, I understand there's chemtrails and things of that nature. I understand that. But then it goes through a massive filtration process. And if it's in your house, most likely, the, the chemtrails are, you're particularly susceptible to them, too, if you're outside. You know, obviously, there's going to be a lot less that can actually get into the house, particularly, I mean, if the house is closed up and can't get in hardly at all. But... And, again, then you could go into the whole thing about ozonating or UV lights on the air conditioning systems, and those are all good, but I understand everybody can't afford all this stuff. I'm just kind of throwing out ideas. Those that want to implement it, you know, are in a position they can, great. So let's go further here. Um, One long-standing project of the U.S. government has been to perfect a genetically modified variety of corn. The diet staple in Mexico and many other Latin American countries. The corn has been field tested and test financed by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, along with a small California biotech company called Epicite. Announcing his success at a 2001 press conference, the president of Epicite, Mitch Hine, pointed to his GMO corn plants, announcing, quote, We have a hothouse filled with corn plants that make anti-sperm antibodies. End of quote. What? Yeah, let me read that. He says, we have a hothouse filled. This is the president of this company. A hothouse filled with corn plants that make anti-sperm antibodies. End of quote. Hein explained that they had taken antibodies from women with a rare condition known as immune infertility, isolated the genes that regulated the manufacture of those infertility antibodies, and then using genetic engineering techniques had inserted these genes into ordinary corn seeds used to produce corn plants. That's got to be one of the sickest things I've ever heard. You've spliced human genes that cause infertility into corn plants. Someplace they should never be. I mean, God said that let everything produce after its own kind. All seeds should produce after their own kind. Now we're getting out, we're jumping speed, we're, I mean, not even species, we're jumping between plants into human and we're splicing genes? Remember I talked about the human-cow hybrids and all these other things that they're wanting to grow in laboratories in order to harvest their organs or whatever they're trying to do, whatever sick excuse they're using to try to play God? This is sick stuff. And he's bragging about this? The man should be in prison. I mean, this is just, this is truth, truly is stranger than fiction. In this manner, in reality, they produce a concealed contraceptive embedded in the corn meant for human consumption. A concealed contraceptive that you don't give your, you don't even know about it. Talk about informed consent? No, you don't need to know. What what you know? It's it, 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 you're you're the sheeple people. You don't you don't need to know this. You understand why the Bible says you can be destroyed for lack of knowledge? I mean, this is unbelievable. This is corn meant for human consumption. Well, I mean, they wouldn't want to give it to cattle. They want the cattle to breed, so they can sell more cows and this type of stuff. But only for humans. Essentially, the antibodies are attracted to surface 
surface receptors on the sperm, said the president of the company, Mitch Hine. They latch on, they make the sperm so heavy it cannot move forward. It just shakes about as if it were doing the lumbata. Oh, isn't that nice? He's making jokes about this. Hein claimed it was possible. It was a possible so- solution for world overpopulation. Boy, I bet he got a big old gift basket from um, Ted Turner and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and who knows else for this. Spermicides hidden in the GMO corn provided to starving third world populations through the generosity of the Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, Kofi Annan's Agra or vaccines that contain undisclosed sterilization agents are just two documented cases of using vaccines or GMO seeds to, quote, reduce population. Boy, I tell you what, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. I mean, doesn't that make you righteous indignant? The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. These are things that we should be getting on our knees and praying about with righteous indignation. I have found that praying with righteous indignation sometimes is the, is the only way for prayers to get answered. Now, I'm not saying for every situation. I'm saying for certain situations. When I see those chemtrails up there spraying poison on my little girl and on the innocent children and things like that, I get righteous indignant. And if I'm in a position, I'll get on my knees and I'll pray righteous indignant. And I'm telling you, I don't see those chemtrail fly, planes fly for weeks. I, you know, you can say, oh, you think you're better. I don't think I'm better. I'm telling you what happens. I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over and over and over. Maybe there's other people doing it in my town too. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen it over and over and over again work. Now, there's a ton of things we can do to get our prayers hindered. Um, which would hinder that from happening, okay? And I get into these things in the Biblical Keys to Answer Prayer study that I did, and you can, uh, probably the easiest way to do it is go up on YouTube, Scott Johnson, and then just key in prayer or Biblical Keys, you'll find it. So things can override that, is what I'm saying, from a Biblical standpoint. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen it work. I've got righteous indignant over this thing with Obama, with this, with this abomination of a health care bill. Worst thing I worst piece of legislation I have ever seen by far. It's evil. It is pure, absolute, total wickedness. Now I don't know if God's going to stop it or not. They're going to probably be voting on it any minute. That's up to God. That's not my, you know. If it be God's will, is how you have to pray, like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. If it be Thy will, it may not be His will. We, we're in absolute, total, deserving judgment in America. I mean, for the most part, we're wicked. And the church is the biggest reason it's this way, because they're doing virtually nothing about these types of issues that we talk about. They just sit back and they just want to grow their monstrosity 501c3 corporate entities that are under the auspices of the IRS and the government. And they can their, their parishioners can write it off on their taxes when they give tithes. And they can get tax uh, subsidies from the government and these types of things. And they got all their various licensing and all this other stuff that gives them permission to preach. I just don't see any Bible for any of it. Not a bit of it. Anything with two heads is a monster. Man can't serve two masters. How can the church, which is created through the government and the IRS and (coughs) their 501c3 corporate charter, how can that be under God equally and, and yet still be under man because the IRS literally can tell you what you can and can't say. 
There are guidelines that you have to be abiding. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't abide by them. Well, shame on you. You should be. You want to sign the paperwork. Just go up to unregisteredbaptistfellowship.com, unregisteredbaptistfellowship.com, and get Dr. Dixon's book, or look at his PowerPoint presentation on Satan's master plan to destroy the church. I've done several teachings on the 501c3 church. Just go up to uh, YouTube, Scott Johnson, 501c3 church. That's all you got to do. So anyway, I don't want to go down that road anymore, but there's a lot of reasons for the for the for the way things are they are today. There's there's a lot of good reasons why things have degraded this far. And again, the Bible did predict it. The Word of God did predict it, that it was going to happen, that there was going to be a falling away, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And then the man of sin would be revealed. We're probably right on the cusp of the Antichrist being revealed. Because the church has fallen away. We're in the Laodicean church here, Revelation 3, where they're neither hot nor cold, but they're lukewarm. Yet they think they're rich and in need of nothing. But they don't understand before God. They're blind, wretched, weak, naked before God. They don't see it. Why? Because they're blind. The Bible says that God will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, continuing on. God's, gonna, God's the one sending the strong delusion. I, I hate to burst anyone's bubble out there. Well, no, he's a loving God. He would never do that. Well, I'm telling you right now, the Bible says that God is the one sending the strong delusion. That they will believe a lie. Have you ever seen so much strong delusion? I mean, just what we're talking about today. Isn't this strong delusion? In a certain sense, I'm not saying it's, it's you know... But this is strong delusion, what we're dealing with. On really, pretty much a weekly basis. Over and over and over again. Okay, so let's go further here. Uh, let's see. Spermicides hidden in the GMO corn provided to starving third world populations through the generosity of the Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, Kofi Annan's Agra, or vaccines that contain undisclosed sterilization agents are just two documented cases of using vaccines or GMO seeds to reduce population. Gates' TED 2010 speech on zero emissions and population reduction is consistent with a report that appeared in New York City's ethnic media IrishCentral.com in May of 2009. According to the report, a secret meeting took place on May 5, 2009 at the home of Sir Paul Nurse, president of the Rockefeller University. Among some of the wealthiest people in America, investment, investment guru Warren Buffett, Jimmy Buffett's little brother, just kidding, sorry, Warren Buffett, who in 2006 decided to pool his $30 billion Buffett Foundation into a Gates Foundation to create the world's largest private foundation with some $60 billion of tax-free dollars was present. I mean, we're talking the richest of the richest of the rich who, who, who are all about what we're talking about today. So that's, I mean, these are the people that Satan has put Preposition in position with more money than anyone on the planet. Um, you know, I guess, like they say, membership has its privileges. You want to be a member in Satan's club, it has its privileges for a time. Sin is pleasurable for a season. But to me, you know, Satan's a cruel taskmaster. I mean, it's just a bad deal even for them. I guess they're just too demonically infested to see it. 
And I do pray that if any of these people can get saved, they would be saved. I just don't ever see it. Not at this level. Not at this level. Maybe it has happened. I don't know. There is a point where God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. And your conscience can be seared with a hot iron. And I just don't know how it's possible to biblically unsear it. Now I understand all things are possible with God. But very few people that are turned over to a reprobate mind or have been seared with a hot iron of giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils who have spoken lies and hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron, which is what it says is going to be one of the earmarks of the end times, according to 1 Timothy 4.1. You just don't see a lot of ways you could reverse that. Could happen, but it's not a position you want to be in either. So let's go further here. Um... The exclusive letter of invitation, continuing, was signed by Gates, Rockefeller, and Buffett. They decided to call themselves the, quote, Good Club. The Good Club. Boy, that, that's so appropriate. Also present was media czar Ted Turner, billionaire founder of CNN, who stated in a 1996 interview for Audubon Nature magazine, where he said that 95% reduction of world's population to between 225,000 and 300 million would be, quote, ideal. In the 2008 interview at Philadelphia's Temple University, Turner fine-tuned the number to 2 billion. A cut of more than 70% from today's population. I didn't realize that. He had kind of come up on his things. But I guarantee you he'd still like the 225 to 300. Even less elegantly than Gates, Turner said, quote, we have too many people. That's why we have global warming. Which has been totally debunked. I mean, this is the coldest winter we've ever had here on record, ever. Everybody I've talked to just talked to a uh, listener up in Virginia. He said it was the coldest weather, that, coldest winter they've ever had. They can ever remember. I mean, we had more days of 30 and 40 degree weather I have, than I have ever seen, ever. You know? Where's Al Gore when you need him? That's what I say. I mean, where's Al Gore? That, it was totally debunked this year, that whole Copenhagen thing where they found out that they were just doctoring and, and, and um, all of the the, um, the research had been doctored, had been made up, had been skewed, had been lied about. If anything, we have global cooling. But see, they, they we're just, they're just trying to deceive us on so many levels, it's hard to keep up with it all. But he says, Turner stated, we have too many people. That's why we have global warming. We need less people using less stuff. Wow, that was really eloquent. I mean, really, really profoundly eloquent. Real linguistic genius there. Uh, Anyway, others attending the first meeting of the Good Club reportedly were Eli Broad, real estate billionaire, New York's billionaire Mayor Michael Bloomberg, and Wall Street billionaire, and the Council of Foreign Relations former head Peter Peter G. Peterson. According to reports apparently leaked by one of the attendees, the meeting was held in response to a global economic downturn and the numerous health and environmental crises that are plaguing the globe. But the central theme and purpose of the secret good club meeting of the plutocrats... Taylor, that's a word you need to use a little more. Plutocrats. Would you got to like, live on Pluto to be a plutocrat? I don't know. What was that shirt you had? Or you saw? See, recently they've declassified Pluto as a planet. Little rabbit trail we're doing right now. And they've got shirts now that you can buy that says, It's okay, Pluto. I'm not a planet either. 
So anyway, these little sympathy for Pluto, a little love to Pluto there, because he's kind of feeling bad. His little feelings have been hurt. You gonna get one? Well, you know. Anyway, little uh, little levity there. Uh, but that's true actually about Pluto. It's declassified as a planet. It's no, it can't be a star. Star clusters? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Anyway, uh, let's go further here. Uh, but the central theme and purpose of the secret good club meeting of the Plutocrats was... Maybe those are people that really like Pluto, the, the, the uh, character on... Uh, he played with Mickey Mouse a lot. Anyway, was the priority concern posed by Bill Gates, namely on how to advance more effectively their, their agenda of birth control and global population reduction. In the talks of a consensus reportedly emerged that they would back a strategy in which population growth would be tackled as a potentially disastrous environmental, social, and industrial threat. Gates and Buffett are major funders of global population reduction programs, as is Turner, whose UN foundation was created to funnel $1 billion of his tax-free stock option earnings of AOL Time Warner into various birth reduction programs in the developing world. The programs in Africa and elsewhere are masked as philanthropy and providing health care services for poor Africans. In reality, they involve involuntary population sterilization, via vaccination, and other medicines that make women of childbearing age infertile. The Gates Foundation, where Buffett deposited the bulk of his wealth within two years, is also backing introduction of the GMO seeds into Africa under the cloak of Kofi Annan-led Second Green Revolution in Africa. The introduction of GMO patented seeds in Africa to date has met with enormous indigenous resistance. Good for them. Praise the Lord. Health experts point out that were the intent of the Gates to really improve the health and the well-being of black Africans, the same hundreds of millions of dollars of the Gates Foundation has invested in untested and unsafe vaccines could be used at providing minimal sanitary water and sewage systems. That's where you start. This is where this is why the vaccines that came into vogue in the you know in the early part of the 1900s or you know 30s and 40s, oh polio was cured from this and this and that. Well, it was the exact same time that they were starting to greatly improve the water and the sanitary and the sewage systems in this country. And that is the very reason and the main reason that a lot of these plagues became more and more eradicated. When they implemented the vaccines, it's an absolute proven fact that those diseases were in total decline. In fact, I've got bar graphs that that show that in one of the the, uh, vaccination packet that I send out to people. Uh, and there's there's been a lot of research on that proving that as well. So the, they like they love to say the vaccines cause this and that cause that as far as eradication of diseases, but the facts remain that's just totally not true. They just implemented them at a time when they could go and, and supposedly take the the credit. So let's go further. Vaccinating a child who then goes to drink feces polluted river water is hardly healthy in any respect. But, of course, cleaning up the water and sewage systems in Africa would revolutionize the health conditions of the continent. They can't have that. they got to kill them. Gates' TED 2010 comments about having new vaccines to reduce global population were obviously of no, of, of no off-the-cuff remark. For those who doubt the presentation Gates made at the, 2000, uh, the, at the TED 2009 annual gathering, he said almost a exactly the same thing about reducing population to cut global warming. 
So, again, this is just something to, uh, a lot of stuff to think about. This is highly, highly referenced article that we just quoted from. And, again, it's William Engeldahl, E-N-G-D-A-H-L, E-N-G-D-A-H-L, William F. Engdahl, www.engdahl.oil, O-I-L, geopolitics, G-E-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-S dot net. And I'll give you the link. I'll have it up in the PDF online at contendingfortruth.com. Um, you'll be able to get that under the audio section. You'll see a little PDF button there. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here. We'll go to part two next.